0: because it's uh-huh. not just about tech, 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 right?
1: Yeah, no, yeah, that, that is correct. It's not.
0: It's more about how do we use tech to do good things for people in need.
1: I like that. That's a good way to put that.
0: Do you like that? Yeah. I do like that. Today we have Teresa Vidger on, and Teresa is the president of a division of Alacrity, called Mm -hmm. Temporary Housing Directory. It's Alacrity's most recent acquisition. And they joined us, I don't know, four or five months ago and uh, are now part of the Alacrity ecosystem and they do temporary housing.
1: And they do a wonderful job at it. And today we're gonna get to talk to Teresa and we're gonna get to learn about her past. We're gonna get to learn about the past 20 years, what started the company where it's gone and how and how she uses technology to really make a better product in this space. She's she's a big believer in technology uh, and then we're going to get to talk about different lines of business that they work in, but they have really come into the ecosystem of alacrity and and have have really made a name for themselves. They're a yes. great company. Yes. They're great people and and I for one have really enjoyed getting to work with them and their product.
0: High quality company that has a great reputation and does a great job and adds a lot of value here and also leverages technology, not just by creating it, but by adopting it and editing it to their use and have done so very successfully.
1: Yeah, i say we jump right in. Let's let her do the talking instead of us jibber jabbering.
0: Without further ado, let's get to our episode with Teresa Vidier, president of THD. Hey, everybody. We are here with a very special guest. And, you know, uh, Lee, sometimes I say it's a very special guest, don't I? So,
1: yeah, I think 167 times you've said that.
0: <laughs> well, but this time i mean it. Okay, so it's different. Good. This time we have Good. a very special guest. We have a great time, guest, I think for the like the first time ever, we have somebody that we work with every day. Who has a great story to tell? Very excited, very Mm -hmm. excited to have on Teresa Vidger. Teresa is the founder and president of Temporary Housing Directory, or as we know it internally here at Alacrity, is THD. THD, and Alacrity is this massive company that we work for, and we looked for who can we ensnare, who can we trick into being on our podcast first, and when Teresa wasn't looking, somebody volunteered her. That's pretty much how it happened. Yes. Isn't it? Welcome to the podcast. It's great to have you. Welcome.
2: Thank you. Thank you. I'm honored to be the first one. So this is really exciting. And uh, even though I was volunteered, I'm, I'm happy to be here.
0: Where are we talking to you from
2: today? So I'm just outside of Denver, uh, Colorado uh, in Castle Rock. Castle Rock.
1: Is it pretty cold there?
2: It's very cold here. It's about <laughs> 10 degrees, I think. Oh, that's yes. terrible. <laughs> you should
0: move. That's terrible. My son lives in Denver. He lives in Rhino because he's cool and hip.
2: That's cool. It's a cool, hip part of town. I'm in the suburbs because I'm not cool.
1: I've never heard of Rhino. Where, where is Rhino? Is that like downtown?
0: hmm It's right near the stadium. Oh, okay. Near the baseball stadium. So moving right along... Let's talk about Teresa and her company. So Teresa, welcome to our podcast. It's great to have you here. Both Lee and I have gotten to know you already just in the couple of months that you guys have been here. And we're we're thrilled to share not only your story, but a, a lot of information about your company today. So why don't we let you start by telling us what is THD and what do you do there?
2: So Tipperary Housing Directory is a vendor for the insurance company, and we provide the additional living piece when the policyholders are displaced from their home from either an everyday peril or a catastrophe event. We put them up into emergency housing like a hotel, and then if it's a severe enough claim, then we put them into long-term housing and pay for that and provide furniture, turnkey situation, and they stay there until they get to move home after their house is repaired.
0: Well, that sounds great. Well, that sounds pretty easy.
2: You know, it sounds easy, doesn't it? But not so much. You made it sound like really
0: easy.
1: You made it sound so simple, like that's what we do. (laughs)
2: That's what we do. You know, we've been doing it for over 20 years. So it's a lot easier than it used to be. But you know, it's especially right now with the housing shortage and everything like that, we've had to get pretty creative. But the experience makes it a lot easier. But it's it is more complicated than it sounds.
1: Why don't you take us back a little bit? You said 20 years. What got you into this?
2: So I was in um, corporate relocation and I was helping people when they moved to the Dallas-Fort Worth area at the time I was living in Dallas-Fort Worth. did that for a really long time and enjoyed my job. And I got a call from a client that had somebody contact them from the insurance company that had a, somebody that had a claim. And at the time, corporate housing companies didn't do single family homes and since I was a real estate agent, they asked me if I could help, you know, find this person a house. And I said, sure. And of course it happened to be Emmett Smith, the famous Dallas Cowboy football player. Wow. Wow. So that was really fun. And I got to meet Emmett and helped him find a place. He had a house fire. Yeah, we were actually. And so got it all set up. And since I did such a good job with him, the insurance company started giving me claims Direct. And so at the time, I would work with different corporate housing companies to see who had the best option, or if they needed a house, I would find it. And so I did that for about a year or two. And then my son was born premature. So I had to take time off of my regular job and just was doing the insurance work. And I thought, why am I doing this? I'm paying my broker half of everything. I'll just start a company. So, <laughs> here's temporary housing directory. And the rest is history.
0: So Teresa, were there other temporary housing companies around? Did you even know that there was a temporary housing industry or what, what was it like when you made that decision? Hey, I'm going to do this full time.
2: Yeah. So there was other corporate housing companies. So they mainly dealt with people that were just moving around and needed short-term place to stay while they were moving and relocating. And there was one, basically kind of ALE that, that really serviced the temporary housing industry at the time. And there wasn't really any others that I was aware of. So it was a really good opportunity for us because this, this one player was really super high priced. And so after I started the company, all of these claims that I was servicing in the Dallas-Fort Worth area with those adjusters, they got moved to Houston and they, they created this massive mold unit because mold was really big back then in right. Texas specifically. And so I went from like two adjusters to like 20. And so I'm trying to figure out where all these claims went. So I just started marketing to all these new adjusters and they just really liked you know what we were doing and, and the cost because our costs were so much less, of course, because we were a smaller company. And that's really how I got my start was mold. Well, Emmett and then Mold.
1: Emmett, <laughs> Emmett and then Mold. <laughs>
2: Emmett and then Mold.
1: So how has the industry changed in the past 20 years? I assume you needed houses then, you need houses now, but technology has come a long way. The internet's come a long way. Uh, people's needs are, are needing to be met quicker. Talk to me a little bit about how it's transitioned over the past 20 years.
2: You know, it really transitioned significantly. About year five, and that was, you know, we used to really be a housing provider. That's what we did. Housing, we didn't do hotels. And then the insurance companies realized, oh, these housing providers, they can actually do this emergency lodging with these hotels and pay for it, and then, you know, we can reimburse them. So now, we about half of our business is hotels, because everybody needs a hotel to start, and um, you know, even smaller claims, maybe they just need a hotel. But that was really the biggest thing. And then for us as a company, we went from faxing, you know, everything.
1: Yeah. To, yeah.
2: <laughs> you know, we weren't connected by technology. We were super excited when instant message came up. I don't know if you guys remember oh, instant yes. messaging, sure. and sure. we thought that was just like so brand new and innovative. And you know, just to to where we are today is you know the way we communicate we were a 100% remote company from the beginning cuz i used to drive 100 miles a day so i didn't want to do that and right. we said we're going to work remote you know we faxed then but now we're totally connected with great technology and video enhanced and voice over ipn and everything so we've kind of taken the journey with technology from from the beginning and added every piece that we could to where we are here and then we kind of took the same approach with the way we handle claims. Everything used to be extremely manual. And um, now we use technology very significantly in our day-to-day operations.
0: Give us a fundamental example of what you do of of why your service is needed and, and where it fits in in the value chain. I mean, like if somebody has a basic claim in their house, they don't need to move out. Explain why it's important and what's an example of how you guys come into it.
2: It's important because most people don't think they're going to be in a serious situation where they don't have anywhere to go and live. So for example, your house gets hit by a tornado and you don't know where to go or what to do. So you call your insurance company and then lo and behold, the insurance company has somebody like us give you a call and let you know that we're going to be there to find you a place to go right then. For your family, for your pets, what have you, and then we're also going to find you somewhere to go that you can be, you know, have shelter and be comfortable and get your kids settled if you have children and stay there while you're rebuilding your life. And so that that's really what gets us going over here is that most people have no idea that they even have additional living um, in their insurance policy, and when they find out that they do. They're extremely grateful because, you know, the insurance is going to pay for them uh, to stay somewhere while they can put their house uh, back together. That's kind of where we fit in. And we're sending the funds for them. So they're not having to come out of pocket for anything. We're, we're working with them and then coordinating all the payments. So that's really significant when you're having to buy clothes, you're having to, to do everything and, and start over.
1: So THD is the one who's paying the hotels or the housing and then the insurance company reimburses them. Is that how that works?
2: Yes. So we pay for everything uh, we bundle it up and then we um, build the insurance company. So they don't have to pay out of pocket for anything except maybe a security deposit. So that's, that's, that's really nice. And it's, it's a big relief for them.
0: So you guys work on like the bad stuff, like on, that you see on TV that, you know, a hurricane came through or that people are displaced they can't live in their house that's when you guys get involved
2: exactly yeah so you look at the hundreds of homes that were just destroyed in, you know outside of boulder colorado you know that was really close to home for me you can see the impact and so we're, we're there for hurricanes we're there for you know wildfires we're there for you know sewage backup i mean there's all kinds of reasons that people's houses have, you know, become unlivable at some point. So, you know, there's, there's perils that happen every day that, you know, just a single house fire or gas explosion or, you know, um, all of those things. And we're, we're there to help them have, you know, shelter and get comfortable.
1: You know, during my day job at Alacrity, I work in the TPA department and we actually use Teresa quite a bit and I see these emails going to her company and it's all sorts of tragic losses, things that I didn't even think about that would cause somebody to need uh, additional living expense. And their group's able to to get in there and, and to take care of those things very, very quickly.
2: You know, that's my staff. Um, the reason that, you know, we're, I know we're talking about technology, but the reason that it's so important that we do use technology is because you really want to have that time, you know, with the policyholder to you know, talk to them and listen to their story because they, they've, you know, it's, it's pretty traumatic. And uh so you don't want to be having to worry about the process of, of trying to get them into a hotel. You want to really worry about, you know, the work you're doing uh, with the family.
0: Right. And like you said, this is something that most people never expect or anticipate. And depending on the loss, they could be out of their home for months, right? Right. Yeah.
2: So, you know, Speaking of months, uh, specifically the California wildfires. I mean, we had families that were out for two years. So um, that was, you know, a different experience for sure. But, you know, you're going to have all kinds of, you know, two weeks to, you know, two years. So it just depends on the severity of the claim and then, you know, all that with the approvals from the insurance company. And so it can be a long time. So let's look
0: back. You said that. You were so excited when IMing came into the world. I, I'm sure that the technology that powers your company today has been uh, uh, quite an evolution and a revolution for how you do business. Is that is that correct?
2: Yeah, absolutely. You know, and since we're remote, we have to be connected with technology. We have over 100 employees. And, you know, communicate back and forth like we are in an office and and just right there. But we also use it with our adjusters and, you know, the policyholders so that they can communicate more efficiently with us.
0: So give us some examples about how things have come along and evolved and and take a minute to tell us about some of the things that you've developed. Because I know that you've developed some of your technology in-house or had had it built for you that you can, that you can share that's not proprietary.
2: One of the things that... It's been really great is when, when I started the company, nobody uh, really had smartphones and, you know, you're just calling everybody and that's really the only mode of communication that you had. And then, you know, with cell phones, that was, you know, great because then you could really get in touch with people. And, you know, now people are talking to so many people, especially when they have a claim. Contractors are calling, adjusters are calling, everybody's calling. So people really want to text So we have a tool that we use. It's called our journey tool. And um, our staff can text back and forth with our policyholders and give them hotel confirmation so they don't have to write it down, you know, addresses to go and view properties, et cetera. But what's different about ours is that it's not just a one-on-one communication with that individual at THD and the policyholder, but it's actually a dashboard here. So after the person goes home for the night our after hours team can see the dashboard and see if anybody is communicating via text with us because a little red bell pops up and then they can communicate and take it from there. So it's been a really great tool for us. And I think it's been really helpful to uh, the policyholders too, because they can look back at important information if they just continue on that strand um, in their text on their phone. So that's been really great for us.
1: Yeah. I think that's wonderful. Another thing that I've noticed in starting to work more in this world is it seems like issues happen at nighttime. They happen on the weekend. People have, have you know, fires and, and water leaks and things like that. How does your team handle the after hours when normal people are sleeping uh, in the evening, your team's out working? You know, what do y'all do to handle those after hours and, and evening problems?
2: So we have staff, we call them our client relations team because they're handling all kinds of different things, but they actually are sitting at their desk and they're working um, on the nights and the weekends. So they're taking in new claims, putting people up into emergency hotels, answering questions from the journey tool or phone calls. So we developed that team, I guess, about five or six years ago. We used to just have kind of more on-call and now we have so much Things happening at night and on the weekends that we really needed to have a staff that's just sitting there, dedicated, ready to to support our customers.
1: That's great. You had said earlier that that you started this company and it was really more of a housing assistance. You would you would get people into into homes, and then you got in, into hotels. I'm curious with today's age of Airbnbs and and Verbos and things like that, how has that changed your model? Is that a tool you use to get people into homes?
2: it is and you know i i would say about 3 or 4 years ago when airbnb kind of came on the scene a lot of carriers were a little hesitant to to want us to use those products just they were you know getting some different kind of press and they weren't really quite sure they were nervous about it and with covid um it really changed the landscape because people at that time really didn't want to go into a hotel with with all these people they wanted to kind of have their own you know unit And um, so we, we have an alternative lodging department that actually handles the verbos and the Airbnbs because they are different on how on how we book them and and how we vet those properties. But it's it's been really great because you could have a large family that might need two or three hotel rooms and we can get them into an Airbnb that's a three bedroom house with a full kitchen and it takes their dog, and it's it's going to be less expensive than it would be to have multiple um, hotel rooms. So we've been looking at all different kinds of options to be able to find properties, and that's been one segment that we've really had to open up, and uh, the insurance companies really love it.
0: You know, you don't just, though, help people find houses or housing. That's just part of it. Like, I was on a call with you where you were explaining what goes on with receipts. (laughs) And I thought to myself, "Right, they have to get involved in that? Really? Tell us what's that about in the technology that you guys have put together around that.
2: The reason that we got involved with this additional piece of business is, you know, we were trying to find more value and ways that we could help our adjusters because they're extremely busy. And When you go into temporary housing or say you go into a hotel and it has a partial kitchen, but not a full kitchen, the insurance company generally will reimburse you for your food expenses. So these adjusters were getting, you know, all of these receipts and envelopes and they were, you know, just picture this, you know, this adjuster buried under a pile of receipts, trying to put them in an Excel document. So we thought, what can we do to make this easier for them? So we integrated with the Claims Experience, which is a product that's out there. And then we customized it for Temporary Housing Directory to use it for helping the adjuster get these receipts and then also use it uh, for property condition forms and pictures. So what we do is once somebody moves into a hotel, if the insurance company authorizes us to help them do this, we have texts go out to the... Policyholder letting them know that we're here to help get these receipts to their adjuster. And if they want us to help them, we send them a link so they can use that link for the time that they're out of their house and take pictures of any receipts and categorize them and submit them. They go to us and we put them in a PDF and it automatically goes into an Excel spreadsheet. And then we get that over to the adjuster. So he has everything he needs and he doesn't have to do the work. Wow, that's really cool. Yeah, it's been really uh, well-received. I think we're saving a lot of time for everybody.
1: So I guess, how does that get started? Is that something you offer to the insured whenever you talk to them, or is that something you offer to the adjuster, and then they, they talk to the insured?
2: At the carrier level, we, we work on those approvals, and then the adjuster knows that we're going to help get those receipts, and then we're sending that information to the policyholder, letting them know we're here to help. So it's it's kind of through our journey tool. And then we send the receipt link through the claims experience if they're interested.
1: You had also told us earlier about another another line of business you do that I thought was really interesting. And that was helping companies relocate. So like the, the local dentist, right? If they right. need another area to work in because of a, a tragic accident at, at their place. Is that something you can talk to us about?
2: Yeah, so we started looking at you know helping these commercial displaced business owners because really it's the same thing, you know. Say you're a nail salon, and your nail place you know has a fire or floods, and what what are you going to do? You're going to lose your your business if you don't. Get a place that you can accommodate your customers, you know, especially with nail salons. They're just going to go down the street to another nail salon. So you want to get back up into business really quickly. So we do the same thing. We find commercial space. We rent it on their behalf, get any type of equipment or furnishings that they need. Same thing, build the insurance company. So it's been a really great thing. And it helps businesses not go go out of business if they can get back up to work quickly.
1: I think that's such an amazing thing. I I never even thought about that line of business, but they're in needs. You know, they have needs just like a, a family would,
2: right? And then it you know it saves the insurance company for business interruption costs as well. So
1: yeah, I would imagine that they're all over that. That if that if if you can find somewhere for them to go, that would that's got to save everybody money. Everybody's back in business. Everybody's happy. That's right. I'm very curious. You know, let's say I'm a, I'm an insured and I need additional living expense, you know, is there any wisdom you can pass on to those insureds who find themselves in need of additional living expense? Is there any, anything you can tell them on this podcast that if they ever are in this situation, is there anything that they need to know?
2: One thing that we always stress is it is just temporary, you know, it's not their home. And sometimes that gets in, you know people's way thinking it's just going to be just like their their home, and it is temporary. And I would say you really have to communicate with your insurance company, and you can do that through us because they need to know if if their house is stalled or not getting done in the time frame that they thought it would. Because then we need to help them get extensions on their house, and we want to make sure we do that in a, in a timely manner. So I really think communication is is the biggest thing. And, you know, I'd say before uh, you have a claim, which is what most people, you know, it's a little bit too late, but just make sure that you document, you know, all the contents that you have in your house, you know, have a backup for your, you know, your pictures and those personal items that can't be replaced.
1: That's smart. You know, I, I always go every, every Christmas, I actually have it on my calendar. I go through with my phone and I take an inventory of my entire house through video that backs up to the cloud just because I've seen so much in the world of insurance. But I I go through all the closets and mostly because all my Christmas decorations are out. And and I try to capture everything because whenever you find yourself in a situation like that, after a fire or a hurricane, it's just so hard to remember what all you had. I agree with you. I think taking an inventory is very important.
2: Yeah, it is. Because you do forget.
1: You do forget. You know, I've always wondered. Your service is so good because you have all these connections to all these different networks of hotels or airlines. Is there ever a, a a personal use? I mean, is this only for insurance carriers, or can actual people off the street call you and ask for your help getting a hotel somewhere?
2: So we typically are a business to business company, and <laughs> um, but we have had people contact us that have had an insurance claim because they've, you know, run across our website. And if they've done that, that's, that's perfectly great. And then what we do is we kind of have the ins and outs of how to get to the right people at the insurance company to see if we can help them. So as long as we get approval to assist and, you know, let the insurance company approves us, then we can handle their claim just like we would, you know, if it was given to us by the insurance company.
0: So I know that THD is also involved in other kinds of housing outside of just straight up for insurance and insurance claims. Can you talk about any of those other um, alternative ways that you guys are uh, helping people become housed?
2: Yeah, so we have a a relocation department and we actually do handle uh, domestic and, and international relocation. But what we have done is we have really focused on the hotel piece of that business because of our hotel booking technology and reconciliation process around that. So we work with relocation management companies, um, other different housing partners that need a hotel program, individual corporations that need um, assistance with placing and paying for their hotels. So that business has grown significantly significantly. And uh, we use our hotel access booking program for that. We have all of our discounted rates loaded, super easy for our staff to use. The virtual credit card payment is automatically created when they make the reservation, along with the third-party credit card authorization form is sent to the hotel. The hardest part for these relocation companies is that back-end reconciliation of, you know, here's a transferee, and then here's my credit card bill and trying to tie it all together. So we've also become kind of the back office for these relocation management companies when it comes to all of those hotels that, that we book on their behalf.
0: Very cool. And I know from having Tony um, on some calls, he's involved in all kinds of weird, crazy stuff. <laughs> so you know, people, people don't ever think about, yeah. I, I need a place to stay because most of us have a place to stay. But there's many people that find themselves in that situation for one reason or another. Um, So I want to ask you about the industry in general. It seems like there's been um, a lot of consolidation that's been going on over the last few years. Yourself, some of the major players have been acquired. Is there a specific reason for that? What's going on in your industry?
2: Yeah, it is really interesting. Um in 2019 when I decided to sell a portion of the company, nothing really was happening as far as acquisitions. And then suddenly in the last, you know, couple of years, I think, you know, because of the age of of all the companies, we kind of all grew up about the same time. I think that's probably the reason, you know, 18, 20 years, 23 years, 25 years. That people think, well, it's time to to make some changes. I I think most of them were, you know, owner founder run like myself, and you know, it's just it's time to to make a change. So that's kind of my opinion, I guess.
0: So are we going to get to keep working with you here at Alacrity?
2: <laughs> yes, yeah. You know, I I love what we do, and actually, I've had so much fun working with you guys, and um, just all the opportunities that we're putting out there and the marketplace. So. You know, I'm planning on doing this for a while and and because it's fun and we're helping people. And I think that the whole alacrity solution that that we're going to be putting out there with everything that we do for these insurance companies, I think it's really important. And I think insurance companies want to do business with less companies. So,
0: yeah, for sure. Agreed. Fewer seems like more in the world that we work in going forward. And it is kind of remarkable to me, A, how little I knew about the housing market, and B, how critically important it is to the whole value insurance value chain. Lee and I have been working in claims for years and years, and we were very focused on the adjusting and once something happens, but there's all these other collateral things that happen in a claim, like being displaced. And with the acquisition of THD, I think we can all see clearer now how one organization can, can really help you throughout the claim process, not just in one segment of it or another. Don't don't you guys see that? Do you see that, Lee?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I did find it interesting that we were so unknown for such a big company that does so many different things for the insurance world. So I think it's great that now we have this other piece and it's kind of full circle.
0: Right. I think that uh, joining Alacrity has raised your profile.
2: I, I do too. So we we tended to keep a low profile in general, just because service was always the number one thing. And I think that, you know, this exposure has been really great for for what we're trying to do.
0: Well, listen, thank you for coming. And we'll look forward to seeing you on a call tomorrow.
2: Yes. Thank you so much. Uh, Well, thank you guys so much for having me. It's been a lot of fun.
0: You know, I said on the recording that I really didn't know anything about temporary housing, and it's just fascinating to me. It's a a really super important business. It's a very
1: important business.
0: I mean, carriers, there's no way that carriers could do it on their own. They really do need, it's not like with independent adjusting. I mean, sometimes they have staff, right? Right. But temporary housing is a whole huge, big problem that Teresa really helps them with.
1: Well, I think it's so important to understand that that the these temporary housing companies they have these huge networks that they can leverage. So the clients that the carriers alone might not be able to to build enough within those networks, but you can use these services that do. And and you're right, it is it is such a critical part of the claim cycle that there's there's this person in distress that you need to take care of even before you rebuild their home, even before you, you, you fix anything. I mean, you've got to house them. You got to get them taken care of. And they do, they do serve such, such a wonderful, wonderful place in the claims ecosystem.
0: Uh-huh. Uh huh, And really nice people, great company, really um, truly caring people and very capable, very technologically capable. I don't know that we did, uh, her company enough justice during our podcast, but um, but we thank Teresa for being with us today and we thank you, our loyal listeners, for being with us. And I even thank Lee Boyd for being with us. And Lee, you're on your way to Disney World, right?
1: I'm trying. The airlines are not liking it much. A lot of ice up in DFW, but we're, we're working to,
0: to get things rescheduled. Well, I I hope that happens for you. And we'll say to Lee and to you the same thing we always say. Goodbye,
1: everybody.